Hello, and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, we discuss needs, wants, and desires. For the first time in my marriage, I am not putting my needs on the back burner. And it feels weird. For the majority of our marriage, I have always put the needs of our relationship and Junior over my own. Junior never asked me to do this. And for the majority of the time, I had no idea that I was not attending to my own needs. To be honest, I think this happened because I wasn't aware of my own needs and wants. I had an understanding about my personality and my character, but I wasn't deeply attuned enough or present with my own emotions to decipher what my needs were. Now that I have become aware and present with myself, I'm confused as hell. I have been on a silent journey where I'm trying to determine my needs, wants, and desires and how to address them while at the same time trying to be mindful of my husband's needs, wants, and desires and what my responsibility are to his. I ask myself questions like, is this a need or want? Do I want it so bad that now it's a desire? Is it Junior's responsibility to fulfill my needs or my own responsibility? Is it fair to not meet his needs to take care of my own? In a marriage, if two people are in need, who needs take precedent and why? What do I do if my needs aren't being met? If you have asked yourself any of these questions, we may be in the same boat. In this episode, I would love to share with you what I have learned so far on needs, wants, and desires, what experts say on the topic, and tips and advice that may help you dance the dance between your needs and wants and your spouse's. If you have been enjoying the content, please follow us on Instagram at Black Marriage Therapy, rate us on your podcast platform, and share your favorite episode with a friend. This episode is coming to you very fresh and raw. This is something that I feel like I am going through currently rather than I've been through it, you know, things like that. So if it seems fresh or raw, that's why. (laughs) But I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had because like I said previously, there are so many questions that I'm asking about needs as I try to understand my own and also trying to be... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mindful of my husband's needs. We usually start the episode, especially one like this, with definitions. But in this case, I feel like it's more important that we do some form of a diagnostic. Because before we could talk about what is a need, what is a want, what is a desire, we kind of have to diagnose for ourselves and see, are our needs being met? And kind of start from there. So when our needs aren't being met, 
there are signs that can be indicators that you are in some type of deficit, um, but you may not be able to be able to recognize them because you may think that this is normal or common in our relationship. So it's not something that you're really looking at. But if you actually go down and have some self-awareness and kind of investigate or like we're going to do diagnose, are my needs being met? You may be able to pinpoint um, that your needs aren't being met and therefore articulate them, investigate some more and really enrich your relationship from that conversation. So I really had to think about this long and hard. And I thought for myself, what were some signals or some side effects that I had that were indicating that my needs were not being met? Now that I look back at certain things, I realized that Sometimes when I was trying to articulate myself to Junior, I was really grasping at straws um, because I really didn't know. I'm asking for something um, that's not really concrete and Junior's trying his best to, you know, do that for me, but it wasn't really and truly what I needed. A good example of this for me specifically is I remember I used to tell Junior often like, oh, you don't care about me. You don't care about me. You won't care about me. And it was because I felt like his actions, you know, were indicating that that he didn't care about me. But I never indicated what caring about me looked like. I don't think I really knew. I was just kind of like, well, I don't like the feeling of that. So that must mean that you don't care about me which of course is not true. He did care for me. He was doing what he thought was best to show that he cared for me without any input from me. So a great example of this is I have realized in our relationship that I need, I cannot go without emotional security and support in our relationship. In previous conversations, I thought that meant have four hour long conversations with me and, you know, just let, just let me vent forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And now that I have been able to specifically pinpoint, oh, I need your support on this, a four hour conversation turns to 30 minutes because I can clearly articulate and go to Junior and say, hey, I need your support on this and I can explain myself and he can offer me his support and ultimately meet my need. So for me, um, one of the major indicators that my needs weren't being met was that it seemed like I could not be satisfied in some way. Like, He would do something. It's not enough. That's not really what I want. I want to talk about a few more indicators that might help you diagnose for yourself. Are my needs being met? So as I'm saying this list, this is not a list to say per se that it's your fault that your needs are not being met. I think I have to say that. I think, you know, whether it is maybe you're not communicating your needs or the person you're with is just not meeting your needs, either situation can be true. So I'm not giving this list as a way to say, oh, like, okay, it's your fault or it's their fault. So the first one is you feel neglected. You just kind of have that pit in your stomach where it's just like, man, like I'm in a relationship, but I don't feel like I'm in a relationship. It's just like they're over there and I'm over here. Another indicator is you start telling stories or your mind starts spinning. And I think this is kind of where I fell into. And they give examples like he doesn't love me. I'm not worthy of love. I can't take this anymore. I have to quit this relationship. Things like that. 
And this was kind of where I was because I was constantly telling myself that Jiren doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about me because I truly felt that way because my needs weren't being met, specifically because I wasn't properly articulating them. Another one, simple, is you're resenting your partner. So, of course, if your needs are not being met, if you feel unloved, unappreciated or not valued, you're going to push that person away and you're going to feel disdain towards them because they are ignoring you in a sense. Um, Another way is you're keeping score. You're like, I did one, two, three, four, five, and this person didn't notice. This person didn't say anything. This person doesn't appreciate me, things like that. And that leads to, of course, you're doing things for your partner, hoping to get something back. This is another way that you can indicate, okay, maybe my needs aren't being met. For example, I'll sweep the room and then she'll tell me how great I am. I'll massage him and hopefully we'll have sex later. I'll make him his favorite dinner and then he'll finally open up about his emotions. Of course, a great indicator that your needs are not being met is you're thinking about leaving the person. It's like, why stay with the person who is completely ignoring me and uh, not really seeing me or valuing me? Um, You want to split up. So those are just a few. And of course, like I said, the full list will be in the show notes. But this is something I hope to kind of get the wheel spinning in your mind. Like, man, did any of those relate to me? Maybe my needs aren't being met. So next, moving forward, I would like to define needs, wants, and desires. The first thing is a need. How do we define a need? Now, Across the board, when you look at research, when you look at a Maslow's hierarchy of need, Gottman, relationship needs, all these type of things, it essentially says that a need is something you cannot live without. And going without this thing would affect your well-being, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you know, just wellness all-encompassing. So in the context of a relationship, some examples of needs are affection, acceptance, validation, autonomy, security, trust, empathy, prioritization, connection, and space. Now, what I realized when researching about needs, they are typically concrete and for the most part universal. I feel like I can confidently say that a healthy relationship cannot exist without trust. That is a need of all relationships. And we're talking about healthy relationships. We're not talking about the toxic, crazy ones. Okay. (laughs) So needs are often very concrete, very universal. Now, a want, on the other hand, is something that you don't absolutely need, but will make your life a little bit better. Now, here's what's interesting about wants. I realized that when I was trying to look up examples for wants and I realized it was so difficult. And then I finally figured it out. Wants are completely subjective. It's so hard for me to sit here and say, okay, a want in a relationship is this. Yeah, to you or to me, but not to everyone. Wants are completely subjective to the person who wants it. For example, my husband may say, I want my wife to support me more when it comes to like this hobby that I do, right? It's not something that makes or break our relationship for him, but it's something that if she did it, it would be nice. It would be, I would enjoy that. It would make my life a little bit easier or a little bit better. So that is a want. Now, desire, on the other hand, is 
in my opinion, after looking at all their definitions, I think it's a want. I know people try hard to make definitions super separate. I even read something that said, a desire is something you wish to have regardless of your needs and wants. Thus, you may lack food, but still desire sex. You may lack a home, but still desire a luxury cruise. Now, I get that they're trying to like really separate the definitions. To be honest, I feel like a desire is ultimately a want that has had time to brew, to simmer, or a desire is like a stronger want. It's almost like, oh, like I crave it in a way. But at the end of the day, I think that want is ultimately desire in the context of definition alone. If you wanted to break it down and make it separate, I think you could. But um, just for us in the understanding of moving forward in our conversation, I would say that want and desire is the same thing. Desire is just kind of a stronger want. So it's like, let's say that, you know, we own a home right now. It's like a condo style townhome. I may want you know, a single family home, like, I don't know, four bedrooms or something, but I desire like a luxurious mansion. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's still a want. It's something that I don't need to survive. So now that I've kind of had this understanding and a better understanding of needs versus wants, I'm really able to get attuned with myself and my emotions and ask myself those questions. Like, Chrislyn, in your relationship, what do you need versus what do you want? When I think about it, like my major needs for sure is 100% security, and that is mainly emotional. And of course, there's physical security because I 100% as a woman in this world feel safer knowing that my husband is with me. I cannot deny that. Um, but that, if, if, there, if this all thing was on a spectrum, it wouldn't be like the highest thing. It's 100% emotional security. And then definitely support, trust, respect is high, high on the list. But here's what's interesting is that now that I have been able to articulate what I need for myself and ask myself these questions, then I'm able to communicate that directly to Junior as clear as possible so that he can really decipher for himself, like, what can I do? What can I not do? Yada, yada, yada. Where the water becomes murky, I think, is in a relationship, needs is kind of like a dance. Because I'm like, well, I have needs. Junior has needs. Who needs are more important when? What needs are to be met by your partner? And what needs can be met by yourself or other individuals? Another thing that has really been a question that's on my mind is that, is it fair to not meet my husband needs to take care of my own? Now, this is new for me. And it's actually a conversation we recently had. Like, so when I'm telling y'all this is fresh and raw, it's fresh and raw. Because I have been in a space, and I've said this before, that I'm growing, I'm stretching, I'm finding out so much things about myself, which is so great. But at the same time, I am realizing, and of course my husband is noticing, that some of his needs are on the back burner. And I honestly and directly told my husband, like, 
I don't think I can meet your needs the way you want me to right now. Now, first of all, let me tell you why that's a miracle. Because I never felt safe enough to articulate something like that to him. And I try to be careful because I know people interpret things in their own way, but that does not mean that Junior made it unsafe for me. That could be something completely internal, which I've dealt with childhood trauma and how I interact with the community and all these things where I just don't feel safe, period, getting very vulnerable. So that was a piece of it where it was just like, I never felt like, whoa, I can just directly say no. And if you know, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, I think, I think you'll get kind of the gist of what I'm saying. But then also as a wife and a woman, right. And also a Christian background, a Caribbean background, like there is this guilt that I felt in saying that, Hey, 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 I can't meet your needs right now. I am trying to address my own needs. And there's always been this thing in the back of my mind that it's like, if I'm not meeting Junior's needs every minute, every day, every hour, and you know, nothing crazy, but just like really catering to him and attending to him as I have been taught, then he will leave me or, you know, he'll find someone else that can meet his needs or he will be disgruntled or displeased with me in some way. And that is just kind of like, and I'm being very vulnerable on this podcast, y'all. Okay. (laughs) I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my, okay. If you know the line, you'll know how to finish it. But that is something that I have definitely had to like quiet down that voice in the back of my mind that's saying, oh, if you're not meeting your husband's needs at every moment of every day, then some other woman will. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. But I really am coming boldly and authentically and as genuine and honest as I can to my husband and saying like, hey, I love you. And I do see that I'm lacking in this area right now, but I really, I'm doing my best. I really am giving you all that I have right now. And even though I know that it's not meeting your needs 100%. So again, that is where all the questions come in to my thought process when it comes to needs. I definitely understand now the difference between the needs and the wants, but now how do I dance this dance with my spouse? In the next few minutes, I want to kind of talk about the things that I've researched, the things that I've found that I thought were so helpful. This is fresh for me, so I'm not an expert at this. And if you know this podcast, if you know what we talk about here, it's not about having a perfect marriage. It's not about getting it right. It's literally about learning alongside from one another. So if you are a listener of this podcast and you have experienced this and you have tips and tricks, I want to learn. I want to know. I want to have some tips and advice that's going to help me to get through this part of our, this stage of our relationship. But I'm just going to share with you guys so far what I found online that I feel like has really helped me articulate myself and really helped me to communicate to my husband, oh, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I need versus what I want, et cetera, et cetera. So of course I'm going to mention Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One of my favorites, a well, well-known and very reputable researcher, John Gottman. Of course, he has information on needs. I love how he talks about needs and um, how important they are. Also, if you have needs and you're articulating your needs, that does not mean you're necessarily needy. (laughs) I think that's very important also to mention because it can be seen as from different people that if you're articulating your needs and your wants and your desires and all those things that you are needy or, you know, you're almost shamed in a way for wanting things and needing things. So I'll say specifically to those people, like you shouldn't be shamed for having needs and wants. (laughs) So John Gottman, one thing that he says is our core needs are not negotiable. So this goes back to the definition. These are things that we cannot live without. These are things that will truly affect our well-being. And he says, successful relationships come down to basic questions about our core needs. What do I need in a relationship in order to feel loved, happy, fulfilled, and secure? What do you need in a relationship to feel the same? Are you willing to meet my needs in this relationship? Am I willing to meet your needs? If our partners are unwilling to meet our needs, the relationship cannot thrive. So this is why John Gottman and his explanation of needs really helped give me language because it helped me understand that, okay, don't feel shame about your needs. What you need is what you need and that's okay. And, but it also helped me to dance the dance with my spouse because it says, although you need what you need and that is non-negotiable, how our needs get met is negotiable. So there he gives us room to kind of like fit or gives any relationship room to fit like how it works for you. For example, if my need for respect, like I have a need for respect, I cannot then demand that everyone in my household calls me chief top leader of the house in order for me to get my need of respect met. That is so unfair to the people in the household because they're in individuals and human beings. Another example, I'll go back to what I said. If I need to feel supported by my husband, holding him hostage for four hours to get love and affirmation and like in a conversation is so unfair. He is a person too, and he has needs as well, right? So how our needs get met is negotiable. Guys, oh, this was so good for me. This was so good for me because now not only can I go to Junior and say, hey, I need support. Hey, I need uh, respect. Hey, I need, you know, to build our trust. Junior can then come back and say, okay, let's talk about slash negotiate how we are going to meet that need, right? Because in that negotiation process, you may find that your spouse doesn't necessarily need to meet that need. Okay. For example, I have been having a really strong craving for community, for connection, specifically for, from women. And this is very new for me. I've always been hyper independent and just like by myself. And it's not that I didn't need women. I probably told myself I didn't need a community, which we know is false, but 
I've realized that I am craving that community. Imagine if I was like, hey, babe, you got to watch the chick flicks with me. Hey, babe, we got to do a girl's trip. Hey, babe. Like, (laughs) that is not my husband's job. Like, but in conversation and talking to him, like, hey, how can we get that need met? Does it have to be me? Who in your circle right now do you trust the most? Who can you call when you need help or when you're sad? Or who can you call when you need support, right? So that leaves a lot of room to play with in your relationship for what works for both of you guys. John Gottman also gives a recipe to go about this. Um, And I'm going to read it to you because, again, I think it's great. He says, the recipe for success when it comes to communicating needs is communicate that you understand your partner's need and why it's important to them. Reiterate why tending to this is important to you. Be clear on your own boundaries and limits in meeting the need. Communicate what your partner can expect from you going forward. Check back with your partner that they understand your limits and are okay with them. This is what I experienced this past weekend, actually. I asked my husband, and this is really how the conversation went. I asked my husband, how do you think I'm doing as a wife? Like, if you would grade me, like, how do you think I'm doing? And he was like, well, I know the situation that we're in. I don't think it's fair for me to grade you. He said, instead, why don't you grade yourself? And I told him, honestly and truly, I would say I'm a C- minus because Although that I can see that there are certain things that you need from me right now, I can honestly say that I'm not meeting that. I'm not performing at my highest. And he really appreciated my honesty and the candor because it made him feel validated. He was like, well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm experiencing, but I do understand that you're going through something. So I'm not going to just like bombard you and be selfish and ask you for more and for more. Right. But here is what Gottman is talking about. Be clear on your own boundaries and limits in meeting the need and It was so refreshing to be able to tell my husband, hey, what I have been giving you is my best. And this is where I am right now. That honesty allows my husband to make a choice about how he's going to move forward. He can say to himself, well, my wife can't do everything for me right now. Let me see how I can meet this need on my own. Let's say it's quality time or something like that. Well, maybe my wife can't do this all the time. Maybe I should reach out to my guy friends. Maybe I should, you know, uh, join a group or something like that or, you know, a workout group. I don't know, something like that. But it leaves him room. So the fact that we were able to communicate honestly and directly really helps help move the the conversation forward. And another thing that he mentioned on this list is communicate what your partner can expect from you going forward, which is where we still are communicating, right? And certain needs and I'm, it's a, it's an ongoing conversation. And that's why I called it a dance. It's something that it's very fluid. It's, it's, It's not something that's rigid, like this is the answer. This is how we're going to move forward. It's something that you have to keep coming back to. Moving forward, I'm like, hey, this is where I am right now, but the channels are open. You need to be able to tell me how you're feeling. I need to be able to tell you how 
you know, I'm feeling and we can work it out from there. And just today, I ain't going to lie. He was like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I feel like I'm lacking. Yada, yada, yada. And now that honesty that he has given me has allowed me to make a choice. Where am I this week? How are my emotions doing this week? Can I help him meet this need? Do I need to ask him to possibly try to meet that need somewhere else? And again, like Gottman says in the last point, come back and check and check and check and check, especially if you're going through a busy season, kind of like what I'm going through. I have this and I have that and I have my own well-being and I have all these different things. It's like this is a time where you need to be communicating heavy. It needs to be almost like over communicating like, hey, let's check back next week. So. Gottman kind of ends this whole thing on needs, stating that lasting relationships require flexibility. Now, it's so crazy because he said that it's a dance here. And I before I even read that, I was just like, it's like a dance. And he says specifically, working together to meet each other's needs is a dance that can create a meaningful and lasting relationship. Successful relationships require a solid friendship. So it helps in the beginning when Needs can be met consistently to build trust and security between partners. He continues by saying, when it comes to meeting needs, communication and compromise are a necessity. So the key here is to take your partner's needs into account while expressing your own. And Gottman, I mean, he just beautifully wraps it up like that. And he even mentions at the very end that sometimes your needs will conflict with one another, which is the question that I asked before. Like, what happens when we're both in need? What do we do? (laughs) And he says, of course, it will conflict with one another and you're going to have to talk about it, negotiate it and come to a compromise together. Relationships thrive when needs are met and falter when they're not. That fact quite simply is non-negotiable. So Gottman, hey, A1, (laughs) all right. He has a whole website. I mean, he got courses. Like if y'all wanted to get more information, I'm definitely gonna be going through all the articles on needs and wants and desires and how to express them, how to communicate them so I can really become, uh, so I can really gain that skill moving forward in our relationship that when this thing, when this type of thing comes up, I can, articulate myself. Um, so that brings me to the tips and advice. Now, again, I said very clearly, y'all, I'm on this journey fresh, very fresh, but if there's any tips or advice that I can give you, especially if you're living a busy life, maybe you guys are two working adults. Maybe you guys have children. Maybe you guys have businesses, whatever that thing is. The weekly check-in is gold. Okay. Every week, choose a day it maybe that's Mondays or like because for us because our kids are home on the weekends it's like it's so hard to have conversation on the weekends so we usually talk during the week and we really need to choose one day because we be talking all the days <laughs> okay but having your family meeting and maybe you're used to having family meetings for like uh the budget and for like our calendar and things like that but having a weekly check-in for your relationship can really be an opportunity a safe place to say hey this is where I'm at this is what I need this is my boundary this is my limit this is what I can give this is what I cannot give and each person gets to articulate themselves and explain how they're feeling, what they need, what they want, so forth and so on. 
So the weekly check-in, 100% hands down, great way to start the conversation on wants and needs. Another thing I would say, which I say all the time, is communicate, period. Okay, I'm, listen, do y'all want that on a shirt? Maybe I just got to make my own shirt. Let me stop playing. (laughs) Communicate, period. Complete sentence. You have to communicate, right? The pitfall that I fell into earlier on in our relationship when I needed, when my needs weren't being met is I did not know how to communicate them. And that left my husband and even myself grasping at straws. Like, uh, yeah, it seems like you kind of doing what I would want you to do. That sounds great. And then tomorrow move the goalposts. That's not what I want. I want this. No, that's not what I want. I want this working on your communication skills. I have an episode. I have many episodes on communication. Y'all go back through the Rolodex (laughs) if you want to, and really get a foundational understanding of communication and expressing your needs, communicating honestly and genuinely where you are is so important to the whole conversation of needs. I think what's beautiful about this whole thing is what I'm learning is that there doesn't have to be any shame in needs. There doesn't have to be selfishness in needs. You can have a need and still love your spouse and your spouse can have a need and still love them. And when you when you do it right, when you leave room for hope, when you leave room for love, for flexibility, you really allow room and space to make it your own for your relationship. If you're sitting in selfishness or if you're sitting in um, shame where you're like, I'm not going to tell him what I need. I want him to figure it out. Or where it's like, I need this and I need it no matter what. And I need it every Thursday and I need it, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like it's not going to go anywhere. So I went off on a little tangent. Going back, communication is super important. And also, as I mentioned before, flexibility, um, having a level of understanding, being able to reach out to community, having some self-awareness and diagnostics and things like that all make a difference about how this whole conversation of needs and wants can go. But ultimately that weekly check-in is where you can do all that boo-boo girl. (laughs) So definitely the weekly check-in. So to cap this episode, I would love to end with a quote by the uh, John Gottman Institute. And it's what I already mentioned before, but I want to reiterate it because it is important. It says relationships thrive when needs are met and falter when they're not. That fact, quite simply, is non-negotiable. That is all that I have for you for today for this episode again thank you for tuning into this episode of black marriage therapy if you haven't yet follow us on instagram and facebook at black marriage therapy talk to you soon